Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of the Ruthless ST Radio podcast. My name is Nick Burnell. I am the Ruthless ST, as always with you. And I actually have AJ here with me this week. And we're going to let AJ go into what we're going into this week. AJ, take it away. Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy Sunday. Hope everybody's doing great. Happy Sunday. Sh- yeah, happy Sunday, fun day. All right. And you guys are doing a lot of racing stuff, so uh, this is basically what the show's about. So let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, we have Allie Woodford from AWR. Say hi, Allie. Allie, are you there? <laughs> Hello. There we oh, there, go. Hey, there she is. <laughs> All right. And uh, we also have uh, Nick Bruneau, of course, uh, which is my co-host. And also we have on the panel is Aaron Doherty. Uh, he's out at an autocross event right now. So say hi. Hey, what's going on, folks? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So I understand that you guys are into the whole racing. Uh, so please tell me. Uh, uh, what got you into the whole racing thing? I'll let Allie go ahead and start off if she she would like. And I've always liked racing due to my background, but basically uh, growing up, I worked out in the shop and grew up at the racetrack on the weekend. So it's always been my passion. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, Aaron, do uh, you want to go ahead and uh, take the way and... Uh... Let us know how you got into racing. Sure. I, I guess, um, uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of a hybrid of things. Uh, I was really into motorcycles, actually, as a, as a young adult. And um, when, I, when I was over my motorcycle phase, I, I bought a little tuner car. And uh, the people that I was taking my car to, the owner of the shop invited me out to an autocross years ago, probably 10 years ago. And um, I did horribly. I was terrible at it. Um, and I said, never again. But, Sounds about uh, like my first time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, it kept growing. And then, uh, I don't know, over the years, it's just kind of morphed into this beast of a hobby that I uh, try to sustain nowadays. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm actually uh, interested in trying that this uh, for S. So Nick and I have been talking about it. And, you know, the reason why we do this show is just to learn and get to know other people and what their builds are. Uh, do you want to yeah. guys tell me what uh, what type of builds you guys have or anything of that nature? Allie, you go on. I'll, I'll wait. I mean, I've grown up all around race cars and stuff. Right now we have a stock Focus ST and a highly modified Focus ST that we run lots of our products on um but that's what we have right now we're looking into getting a fiesta and we just think the st and r and rs platform are very fun um and they're great cars to track all right and yeah i've I've learned a little bit with nick with his st to kind of get the gist of you know how things go like you know he's going with a fortune auto coil ever set up and the, you know the tires that he runs on his car and uh the turbo pretty much pretty much a stock stock car on his end uh aaron you want to tell me a little bit about your car 
yeah um it's let's see where do i begin right um well basically in its latest form its current and hopefully final form um it is a full bolt-on car with a bigger turbo a bigger intercooler bigger radiator and oil cooler um added on it doesn't come with one stock a um a high performance thermostat to tie all of the cooling in together. Um, it's got a full suspension from ISC, the racetrack suspension. It's got wider wheels. Um, got all the sway bars and the uh, the bracing possible. Got a race seat in there uh, with a harness, the shifter, everything like that. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely modified to the nines, but um, right now the biggest uh variable is me i just i gotta i gotta learn how to drive essentially <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> nick uh you want to give them a little uh gist of uh what you have in store as far as your vehicle and uh how you got into the whole thing well yeah so this has kind of been exhausted on the podcast before you know we've kind of gone into this uh kind of in detail but I'll give the Reader's Digest for those that that maybe haven't heard the story before. Um, you know, I got into autocross with my dad. Uh, Burnout Family Motorsports is a, now a two-car team, but it used to not be. We used to only have a, a C5Z Corvette, C5Z06. And while we still have that car and we still do race that car, uh, I bought my ST oh, almost four years ago now. Um to have my own car because the autocross bug bit me so hard that I wanted my own car and I decided, you know what, I'll start paying a car payment. <laughs> and now what this what this has morphed into for me is basically full-on uh, street touring hatch prep. So we've got the tune already on the car. Uh, sitting behind me here in my, uh, my cave is my... Um, intercooler that's going on the car this year and also like uh, aj mentioned my fortune auto 500 coilovers from graveyard performance is where i ordered those through so that's that's kind of where my build is headed and to kind of backtrack a little bit on your point aj uh that you had made at the top of the show we're starting these panel shows to kind of give a deep dive on not only the ST and RS platforms in track applications, but just in general, because there really isn't that much information out there about them. And Aaron, you can probably back me up on that. It's it's very hard to find information on these cars. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, when I, I bought my Focus in um, 2015, and uh, it was, let's see, no, I bought it in 2016, but it's a 2015. And, uh, yeah, there was even less stuff back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a great platform, but, yeah, it just seems like, um, I don't know, either the, uh, the demographic or whatever, the market, it just didn't, it didn't take off here in the U.S. like it did, like it does overseas, you know? Well, and I don't think... I, I think it's a little bit because I don't really think that people know how good of a platform it is. I mean, 
these uh, two-liter EcoBoost engines, yeah, they're not the fastest cars in the world, but I'll be damned if my car won't carve a corner better than, say, a C6 Z51 convertible Corvette. I agree with you. Uh, I agree yeah. with you wholeheartedly, man. The the ST and the uh, RS, well, mainly the ST because the ST got overshadowed by the RS when yes. the RS came out. But the ST is such a capable car, and I say this for a couple reasons. Um, find me something with the price point, the size, practicality, the gas mileage, and the potential um, like the ST. I, I I still say this. I don't think there's anything, any other car you can get that checks off all of those boxes. Um, some cars do certain aspects better, sure, but um, an all-around package, I, I don't think you can find a, a four-door hatch that can do it better. I mean, maybe the Civic Type R, but you're looking at spending two or three times what the ST costs. That's so, true. You know, you it's know? kind of funny. Yeah. I just saw... I just saw somebody had posted an, uh, a CTR here locally in Ohio, and they wanted – and it – you know, granted, it's it's one of the the special limited edition CTRs, right? But yeah. they want like 70 grand for it. Insane. I'd rather go buy a Corvette for 70 grand. I'd rather go buy two or three or four C5s for 70 grand exactly. than, than a Civic. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. Oh, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, right, so, you know, everything as in with life is is uh, bang for buck, price for performance, right, with, with anything in life. Um, if I'm going to be in a front-wheel drive hatchback, there's a price on that, too. After a certain price point, I'm going to be in something else. Right. <laughs> That's not a front-wheel drive hatchback. So, uh, you know, unless I'm running a race team out here and I, and I wanted a, a, a Honda Performance Division uh, TCR uh, car, you know, and that you buy off the showroom for $90,000 and you can go run it at Laguna Seca and you get factory um, support and everything like that, but that's not most people. Um, so yeah, to your point, man, exactly. That it, It's it's insane, but the ST fills that niche market, well, not even niche market, but the market where somebody wants to have practicality, and but a fun car that is capable at the same time and I don't know. In America, it's like either people either want, you know, a super fast supercar or I don't know. They want some drift car, but no, nobody ever wants to talk about that middleman that can kind of do it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so that, true. That is, that is true. Yeah. That so. is true. Most of the most of the talks about like going a straight line. There's not. And you talk about, okay, you know, do some twisties, let's do some autocross. No, they just want to go in a straight line. But I think the full skill with autocross is, you know, you're shifting at the same time, so you're multitasking. So it's just you and the car, and then you're just like, you have to, like, judge, like, okay, I need to be at this speed. I need to do this. I need to do that. So, yeah, it, it's it's a challenge for sure. Well, and that's just it. Yeah. You know, for autocross, we preach – we preach religiously, you know, driver mod. There is – you could have the the best suspension on the market. You could have the biggest brakes. You could have the, the stickiest tires. But if you don't have the sufficient driver mod to know how all that stuff works, then, you know, you're kind of in, in figurative, figurative, blah, 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 figuratively speaking – 
you're spinning your tires. That's it. And speaking of tires, uh, let's go ahead and get into the discussion where what tires are you guys running and why? So, Allie, let's go ahead and start off with you. Um, well, I would start with the other two guys because uh, I personally don't track the ST we have. So, um, I know a little bit about tires, but they track them specifically. So, all right. All right. Well, Aaron, uh, go ahead and uh, go ahead and take it away. Sure. Uh, I've had a couple of different tires, not a couple. I've had a bunch of different tires on this uh, platform. I currently use the Achilles, uh, not not Achilles, I'm sorry, the Accelera 651 Sport. It's a 200 treadwear tire that is um, actually a supposed to be a drift tire. It's it's um, Accelera and Kenda. Um, they're both a, you know, Asian brands. They... Yep. Um, they market more towards the drift scene, and yes. um, right, and and they've they've come up with an offering that can um, that's affordable to the grassroots racer, um, and it's the 651 Sports 200 treadwear tire. The uh, the tire pattern is very reminiscent of the RE71, the Bridgestone Potenza, um, but uh, so the reason why I use it is because um, it's affordable um, and. You know, it, it kind of checks all the the boxes uh, halfway, but none of the boxes fully. Um, and when you're when you're uh, daily driving and racing on the same tire, there's got to be a compromise. So either you're either you're okay with your wallet just being empty all the time because you're <laughs> you're burning through race tires, right? Yeah. Or you're okay with with being two, three, four seconds behind the the fastest in your class because you know your your compound just it just can't generate the grip to to stay on top of your class so oh for sure for sure but yeah kenza tires uh <clears throat> a lot of the drift guys around here that's what they run because you know they're affordable you know they're not necessarily as cheap but they do get the job done but also in their aspect they do use up a lot of treads so but right. with the autocross you know that's that's a lot different but yeah nick uh you want to let them uh, know what kind of tires you run and why yeah so i uh so i've run a couple different sets um i used to run um the falcon 615 uh, k plus uh, and i ran those because we had them on the vet for a while and we loved them and when I was looking to upgrade from the uh, the trash uh, Goodyear Eagle F1 uh, asymmetric, the OEM tire, when I was looking to upgrade from that, that was the next logical step because we had experience with that tire. And I ran that tire for around two seasons, almost two and a half seasons. Um, it was a great tire. It was a great tire to learn on. It wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, it was on a little on the cheaper side. I think it's about 150 a tire right now, I think is what they're going for. But, but I upgraded to when it was time to get new tires last year, I, uh, spent, uh, daddy Trump's money and went <laughs> and bought a set of, uh, RE71Rs. Um, okay. 
smart man. Yeah, I went with uh, the Jesus tire because that's A, what everybody else is running, <laughs> and B, uh, that's the tire that, you know, and we're going to talk about this quite a bit while we do these panel shows, that's the tire that has the most data on this platform. Yep. Is the RE71R. So that's kind of also why I, I decided to run it. Did I pay a little more? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yes, tires aren't cheap. That's for sure. Um, yeah, at about two hundred and thirty bucks a tire. Yeah, yeah. not cheap at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah, yeah, so. You know, and to comment on that, man, both of those tires, though, both the six fifteen K plus, legendary tire, awesome. In fact, I'd probably be on them now if they were still readily available. That and the RE seventy one R both discontinued now. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. So this will probably be my first and my last set of RE seventy one Rs. I now have to figure out what the heck I'm gonna go to now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hopefully, well, I can get a good couple seasons out of these, though. Yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, you said your your RE seventy one Rs are basically new right now, right? Correct, and they are also on a separate set of wheels. I don't daily them during the summer. Man, you're set. In fact, <laughs> if you if they're just going to be your race set, dude, you probably get, man, it depends on how many, uh, you know, if you're averaging, like, if you average, like, one event a month, dude, you probably get two years out of them things. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. By the way, if you want to join the multi-wheel set club, let me know because I'll have an extra set of uh, handling per- handling package wheels for the Focus that are in the stock bolt pattern here coming for sale soon. Absolutely, yeah. I'll have to uh, you have to keep me posted on that because I am, especially after this event, man. I am um, I I'm I'm really looking towards. Uh, getting a set of race wheels and tires. I've been putting it off, trying to do this whole double duty. Um, yeah, you know, it doesn't work. Up. I found it that doesn't. out long, long ago. It does not work. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. So, but yeah, Absolutely. I'll let them go for super cheap too. Okay. You know, are they uh, are they just the stalkers or the the uh, something? So they oh, are. They are the the wheels that came on the Focus Titanium. So they carry the stock specs, and yes, they are aluminum, so they're kind of a little on the heavy side, but um, they're straight, they hold air, and that's about all I care about. (laughs) Right, right, okay. But anyways, not to derail AJ's show, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys are talking about selling stuff, like... <laughs> that's that's a whole different other platform, right? <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's good stuff. Uh, it's good to know Katana tires. Uh, you, y'all running everything, so it's good knowledge. Good for the uh, the listeners, if you will. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's dive into the uh, next topic. And the next topic is the class that you're in, and are you wanting to move up? Where to go next? Like what what is your whole mindset? Like, what do you want to do? How far can you go? Uh, let's go ahead. Aaron, go ahead and take it away, buddy. Sure. And, and you guys let me know if I'm uh, 
hogging the mic too much. I know, oh, I no, oh no, go for it. <laughs> we, we go for it. That's what this hours, is for. Man, we can do this for hours. Like we've, we've right. done some really long shows, but yeah, go wing it, man. Go to it. Okay, sure. Well, so I started. So I did things in reverse, right? So I, when I got this car, I just modded like crazy because, you know, I just wanted this capable street car and everything like that. Um, so when I modified the car, I had absolute, nothing was done with the intention on ever being competitive in any form or class of racing or especially SCCA. So when I got um, more heavily involved with SCCA last year, uh, the starting in the fall of last year, um, I had to do some things to number one, just make my car handle correctly because, um, you know, a lot of the popular street modifications like lowering a car and blah, blah, blah. A lot of those things are not good for actually racing it. So, um, new suspension, all new stuff, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that put all my mods nonetheless, put me in a class called SMF, which is street modified front wheel drive. And oh, this class, so you went to the big daddy class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So Straight here up the I am. Right. right. Here I am with this heavy Focus ST, and I'm competing in the same class as like gutted CRXs with unlimited yeah. arrow and mm -hmm. slicks. Mm -hmm. So, right. So while on some autocross courses, I can actually keep up, if not maybe have a slight advantage, just, you know, raw power. Um, most of the time, I'm at a huge disadvantage um so in order to be at the head of smf you pretty much just have to shell out cash um so that's why when a couple of you guys jeff and some other folks started mentioning xsa which is extreme street alpha or a um that was really appealing to me because that allows for everything you can do in um street modified except you can't gut your car which i think you pointed out earlier nick yes but you have to stay and at at the uh the, the stickiest tire you can have is a 200 treadwear right which, so it has to be a street right. tire exactly keeps the playing field even it's lighter on everybody's wallet um and yeah, you know, i know i don't want to pay for our comps <laughs> yeah no kidding man absolutely no kidding thought so, our e71s are expensive oh no you've never seen who's your tire prices Ouch. Oh, Hoosiers are expensive. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought it would be like, uh, so this was my first S, uh, S XSA event today. Um, and it wasn't bad. There were only three of us. I went up against a 2013 M3. Nice. Um, yeah, he got a big APR wing on the back, carbon fiber wing. And then I went up, and then the other guy was a, a Honda S2000, a Turbo S2000. Nice. Um, both of those cars were on much better 200 treadwear tires. So the, the 200 treadwear class, while it is quote unquote 200 treadwear, it's not really quote unquote 200 treadwear. So there's there's good 200 treadwear, and then there's r basically race 200 treadwear. And both of those cars, uh, one was on the Bridgestone, and the other was on um, the Yokohama AO50. Yeah, AO50, which are both excellent tires and way better mm -hmm. at everything than what I'm on. <laughs> so, um, but nonetheless, my fastest time was still, I believe, within two seconds of the class leader. So not too bad. Oh, that's not bad. Not yeah, the, bad. Uh, we actually have AO52s on the Corvette. That's what nice. we race on that car now. Um, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me tell you, you when 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 we say that there is <clears throat> that not all two hundred treadwear tires are created equal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. The. Actually, the AO52, at least on the on the C5, I've not driven one on my car. My car might be getting AO52s when the uh, the RE71s go goodbye. But yeah, um, they're great in the wet. Believe it or not, you wouldn't think it because they don't look like a wet tire, but they're actually pretty yeah. good in the wet. They're phenomenal in the dry. Because basically, okay. yeah, so the AO52, it's essentially what you would call a cheater tire. Right. And it's basically, it's been likened to handling like it has an 80 treadwear and not a 200 treadwear. Exactly. So that's where that comes in. Gotcha. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I'm still on the cusp of buying a set of uh, race wheels and tires. And that's one of the, the tires that I'm looking at is the AO52. The only thing is, like you said, Nick, you've got them on your C5, which is a double A-arm, you know, wishbone suspension. Yep. Apparently, the AO52s don't like McPherson struts because they like camber. And yes. Yeah, as you know, you know, when you're taking a turn, the double A arm, you have that dynamic camber where you gain camber as you, as the car rolls over. But the, um, the uh, McPherson strut, you don't really gain, gain any camber. It is what it is. So if you don't have a lot of it, apparently the AO52s like to tear themselves apart, which is what the local people around here say, the, the local autocross gurus. So yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. If you don't go with AO52s, the uh, the RE71R is always a good option too. Yeah, it's just fine. It's just about finding them in my size because you know they're getting discontinued. And right, right. Well, what yeah. what you're not running? What size are you running? Are you running two? Because I'm running two forty-five forties on mine. I'm I went, running. Uh huh. I went ten mil wider. Okay, yeah, I'm running two sixty-five thirty. Oh, jeez. Sixty-five thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Man. Talk about talk <laughs> about wide. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And that's one of those things. Uh, you know, hindsight is twenty-twenty, right? That's one of those things that's like, I kind of because I used to run a two forty-five forty even on these eighteen by nine and a half inch wheels. Right. So I would stretch a little bit, and too bad Nick Carl isn't here with us to talk about that. But he <laughs> he's, he's always recommended. Okay, awesome. He's, oh, he's, he's always huh? He's gonna always get next time. Yes, he's gonna get on the next one. The people that yeah. aren't here, we're gonna get on with us next time, and it's gonna be wonderful. Sweet. Um, but yeah, he always recommended uh, that I go back to two forty five forty because it'll stretch that sidewall and make it stiffer, and the tire will be more responsive, and I'll have o more overall grip than right. I will on. A with a 265 and obviously that's tire dependent and not every 265 is actually 265 as we know from tire manufacturer to manufacturer the actual width and dimensions of tires change but um you know if i could do it again i would probably stay with the 24540 to be honest with you and um and and go with something like what you have over there nick yeah because i'm just on essentially a, a stock 
wheel width and offset because again uh up until this year i was racing in street so you had to do that um or it bumped you out of the class so when i went and got my new tires i'm like you know what you can stuff it in there and it'll fit and it won't um won't come out of the wheel well let's try a 245.40 and see what happens and right. and, and that's kind of what i did because i want that kind of twitchier steering that's kind of yeah. how i like my steering to be i like it to be a little twitchy so okay, yeah. that faster reaction time i think will help me you know that that's one less variable i'll have to worry about this year Hey, I agree, man. And I really like that feeling too as well. Um, and I've lost it with these tires. And I could tell from the moment that I put them on at the tire shop, literally driving home, um, I felt like the car had changed suspensions. It was that noticeable, the, the sidewall flex. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, that just goes like I've, I've run just about probably every popular bargain Chinese tire. I've run the Achilles ATR Sport 2s. I've run the Kenda KR20s. And now I've run the Accelera 651 Sports. And, um, man, you just get what you pay for, and there's no there's no sure. compromise. Yeah, you yeah. just, yep. you know, unless you've got, like, unless you're running, like, the, uh, the that, what's that kind of, um, that knockoff race, the 24 hour of lemons, the lemons races. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And they probably even run good rubbers. Yeah, unless you're running something like that, like kind of just, a, uh, we're just out here effing around. Um, then dude, just buy the, just buy the good tires and, yep. and take the hit. Yep. Take the hit because it'll pay off later. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm out here, I'm out here wishing now, you know, looking at times as I'm looking at the live timing. And I'm like, you know, gosh darn it, if I had just spent an extra 80 bucks a tire, like, I yeah. could be beating my buddy right now, but I didn't, and here I am, so. Like you said, you get what you pay for. Right, I'm out here anyway, you know, might as well. Yeah, there you go. You know, one of the, one of the things that we haven't really touched on that much and kind of one of the reasons that Allie is sitting in here, we haven't touched on engine mounts that much, you uh -huh. know, and, and that all plays into, you know, the, the overall system, right? Like, how uh -huh. do you achieve, how do you achieve the, the most mechanical grip, as we always say? So, right. Allie, why don't you talk to us about kind of why we should care about upgrading our motor mount? Well... There's plenty of reasons why you should, but um, the top reasons would be your shifts are going to feel so much smoother and wheel hop's just going to disappear. And especially in autocross, you know, you don't want wheel hop, right? Yeah, that's what I've been looking for is a way to eliminate wheel hop. So uh, a rear motor mount is great to eliminate uh, wheel hop, but really all three upgraded motor mounts in the ST and RS platform um, – they all work as a team. So you can't just have one and have the other two be um, stuck because eventually they're going to break. So upgrading all three really enhances the, the driving ability of the car. Well, cause I and know, it just it I, feels a lot smoother. 
<laughs> right. Well, and that's kind of one of the things I meant was going to mention was that, you know, one of the complaints I always he see on the uh um forums and stuff is that oh my car vibe my car vi is vibey now yes nvh nvh <laughs> that is uh something that kind of just comes with upgraded motor mounts but our design here at awr is we have energy suspension polyurethane bushings so uh, we really want to do quality um bushings in our mounts and then our design is that you can swap out the bushings at any time to suit driver needs. So say you have a daily ST or an RS, um, 70 durometer would be perfect for that just because that's on the street. But if you're autocrossing, you could run an 88 in the rear and 70 in the front. And if you still daily your car, you can still have the upgraded mounts without that NVH. And if you want 70s for a daily but then you take the car to the track every so often then you can do a 70 and then swap them out to 88 whenever you want just so you um can support that driving need that's why she's awesome <laughs> by the way <laughs> right, right. motor mounts are important right. so like yeah that's moving. that's something that i've always said um Lots of people upgrade their turbo and do all these modifications before they upgrade their motor mounts. But motor mounts are so important because you don't want your OEM ones, which are very fragile, to just break on you at the most random time. Um, I see it happen way too often. I'll be at the track and I see someone's transmission mount just fails on them. And then that puts you out the whole weekend and then you have all this extra cost to fix the other issues that happened with the car when that mount failed. So I, I always believe the first modification you should get on any car, but especially the ST or the RS, is upgrading that rear motor mount because that is so important. Your um, shifts will feel so much smoother, and then that wheel hop will start to disappear. But then when you upgrade the three, um, the car just feels so much better and you don't have to worry about having oem mounts fail on you well, yeah I, I agree with that 100 percent. and you know you i think and aaron correct me if i'm wrong because i haven't read that particular portion of the the book the scca rule book in a while but i believe motor mounts are considered consumables yes are you you're asking the wrong guy i'm a rule breaker man <laughs> I'm not a rule follower. I'm a rule breaker. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if yeah. they're considered consumables or not. So that would be – Yeah, that's a good question. That would be something to consult the rule book on. But as Definitely. far as as far as like recommended path, right? So like in my case, right, I started in GS, <laughs> which is the stock the, – the street class for, for the ST, the Focus. Um, the RS I think is DS – and the Fiesta ST is actually HS. Um, right. What made me want to go to Street Touring Hatch as opposed to just completely, you know, going full, straight to full bolt-on, kind of like what you did, Aaron. Um, yeah. Definitely the affordability uh, of doing that. Because, you know, you can only, in Street Touring Hatch, you can only do intercooler, 
uh, air intake and tune as far as engine mods go, which none of those are really particularly costly upgrades. But you right. can go pretty much with whatever suspension you want, which is nice. That's why I'm moving to coilovers. But so so for me as a autocrosser, I found that to be a more wise path to go than say like what you did, go to straight to SMF and just outclass myself. Right. No, you're you're absolutely right. And like, you know, once again, hindsight is twenty twenty. If I could do it all over again, um, yeah, I would I would definitely be an STH. Um I think STH even allows for a a limited slip differential. I'm it I'm does. Not, it does. Yeah, which is awesome, you know. Yes. Um which is the last I thing, the thing I want to do. Yeah. I think the thing that um puts me in SMF is like um might be my turbo. I, I'm I'm not sure. I, I think it I think that might be it. I think it might be the fact that I've uh switched out the downpipe and installed uh, a larger turbo. So I think if I was stock turbo and um, and retained the downpipe or still had a catalytic converter, I think that I would uh, still be in STH. The other thing is aero. So aero mods will put you in SMF. And yeah. it depends on how strict your local chapter, your SCCA chapter is, but... Um, some people like my 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 carbon fiber vented hood. Some people consider that arrow, and I guess yeah, I've I've seen that floating yeah. around lately. Yeah, and I I think that personally, I think it's a stretch, especially for autocross. Um, especially since my I keep my uh, the vents I keep them blocked almost twenty four seven anyway, just for dust and rain. Right. Um. So you know, uh, you know. If we were at nationals, sure, maybe you've got a point. But for local stuff, I mean, who cares? Um, well, they'll care know, when you start real... winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Right, exactly. That, that's the motto look. I always use. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Precisely. Um, yeah. AJ, you got anything else for us? Um, let's see. Well, we covered just about, let's see, tires. You know, we did uh, a discussion about, you know, you guys' builds and what you guys do. So, yeah, I'd say we're, uh, we're pretty say, uh, let, close let, to let, wrapping this thing up. Uh, let, what else did you have? Did you have anything? Well, I was going to say, you know, did you have any maybe specific questions for us while we were all here? Because I know um, you're kind of a novice at autocross, so I was wondering maybe if you had any specific questions, at least for me and Aaron. Um, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, so we're pretty good. Um, we discussed everything, so yeah, awesome. You guys, got anything else? You guys got anything else? I'm pretty uh, good for this one. You, how about you guys? I'm for this one, unless you guys have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, this is my first time doing a uh, the podcast or anything like that. I guess you call this a podcast, right? This is yes. a podcast, yes. Okay. <laughs> I think this is awesome. <laughs> I think this is awesome. Um, like I said, I love – I could talk about this sport all day. 
Um, eventually, you know, I'm going to try and get into a little bit of sim racing just to keep the uh, keep the uh, reflexes reflex sharp. Exactly. Absolutely. You and I yeah. do the same uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, man, and and we can talk about that too. But yeah, anytime you you uh, want to have somebody on the air that uh, um, likes to think he knows what he's doing, uh, call <laughs> you know, let me come in, and and uh, by all means, you know, I I love to learn. And I love to share the experiences and the failures that I For have. For sure. Try, try to turn them into successes. Absolutely. That's that's what we're all about. You know, we, we've been – I actually got some compliments uh, last week on the show that – or about the show that, you know, we – and this is something I try and do just just in general. You know, we're, we're chock full of info, and, and that's something that – I think carries through maybe not necessarily this first panel because AJ's never maybe done this before like I have. But, you know, what we're trying to do, we're trying to give as much info as possible in a way that people can understand it. And I think right. and I think as we do these panel shows, um, I, I think it'll only get better from here. So. It was definitely yeah. it was definitely great having you guys on. Although Allie, I know you didn't talk much, but when, <laughs> when when we start getting into the the nitty gritty topics, this was kind of just a, a glancing, basic kind of intro episode to what we're planning on doing. But when we get into the nitty gritty topics, uh, I think everybody will ha definitely have some input. I remember my first yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little on the shy side on, on the first one, but yes, uh, you were. If you want to go back and listen to that, <laughs> <laughs> by all means. So AJ, being here, having me. Hey, oh, absolutely, thank absolutely. you so much, man. Thank for you, sure. yeah, thank you. you as well, Allie. For thank sure, you for on the show. Me. Don't be definitely don't be strangers. I tell everybody, you know. If you want to come on the show, you let me know. We put you in the schedule. It's that easy. Sweet. But, uh, right. AJ, you want to close us out? Yep. Well, this has been AJ Morrow. And, as always, the Ruthless ST. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Have a good one. All right. Have a good Thank one, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye.